catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. Though not every older or elderly person fits the stereotype of being not tech savvy, there are a lot of our older folk who actually do lack the knowledge to safely surf the web and navigate their way around the many applications. Have you tried to convince an elderly folk before to not pay attention to, say, that viral message, picture or video on WhatsApp? How far did you go in convincing them otherwise? And were you armed with enough information to educate them? How much information do you yourself know to be their go-to IT guy or lady? Ah, I know that feeling. I felt inadequate sometimes too, and I really felt that if I had a toolbox or a toolkit to refer to every time I had to deal with them, maybe it would be better. Well, this episode may just be the answer to your prayers. A non-governmental organization on a mission to facilitate pockets of changes that ensure safer internet for everyone, CyberSafe Foundation is launching a toolkit called the Sabi Toolkit. Now, this toolkit is a publication of Shine Your Eye, an initiative of CyberSafe Foundation for senior citizens and a cybersecurity analyst, a cyber awareness enthusiast, and the programs manager for cyber safety for senior citizens, also known as the Shine Your Eye at CyberSafe Foundation, Uchechi Kama. We'll be discussing the Sabi Toolkit, which is a senior citizens relatable guide to internet safety in this episode. Wow. Make welcome Uchechi Kama. Uchechi, how are you doing? Hello, Tony. I'm well. I'm very well, thank you. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much. Glad to be on here. I always like to start with the why, the why question, because it actually helps to better understand a lot of things. But today, I would like to start with the what uh, before we get to the why. What's the whole toolkit about? And then why did you decide to undertake this project? Okay. The toolkit is a go-to guide. So it really, I think I'll say the scope for now is Africa. So it's a go-to guide for internet safety, especially for seniors. I mean, we have tech-savvy seniors and less tech-savvy seniors. And we also have younger people who are not as tech-savvy as well. So it's supposed to be an all-in-one handbook. I mean, everyone, sometimes you just need to go and um, look up something when you need to do something on your phone, like how to activate internet, any form of internet safety. You can just Google it. So we decided to put this all together. So that is what the Sabi Toolkit is. It's an internet guide for people who are less tech savvy, especially the elderly people. Mm. So why did you decide to undertake this project? I would say the why is very obvious. I don't know about you, but recently I hear a lot of stories, especially here in Nigeria. You hear about scammers calling older people, telling them to give them code on their phone or you hear somebody had experienced an ATM scam or an ATM fraud, things like that in recent times. So, and I know this is only like, it's going, it's just going to get much worse if we don't start to create awareness on things like this. So the why is so we can ensure a safer internet for everyone with digital access, which is in line with our mission at CyberSafe. Now, how did you determine the pain points and the contents that would be included in this particular toolkit? Um, okay, great question. So obviously, when we started the project, we had project plan. And the first task on that project plan was to design a pre-toolkit survey 
So we didn't just want to release a toolkit that we guess or we just guess the information or the resources people might need. I mean, yes, it's pretty much clear what the very, very obvious ones are, but we also wanted to get um, the responses of people. So we, create, um, we created a survey and then we put it out there for, I think, about a week. And we had people in different age groups respond, but we're really happy with the respondents. We had people over 50 as well. And we also asked people in other age groups to ask people like around them, especially older people, about things that we had on that survey. So that was from what we got, the responses we got, then we decided um, topics that will be on our toolkit. Interesting. Could you share some of, say, maybe the details or what you noticed or found out from the survey? Okay, I would say we used to assume, or we just randomly assumed that, yes, everyone, most people above 50 have Facebook and WhatsApp. And that confirmed, I would say the survey confirmed it for us because the respondents over 50, um, they... I think only one person had, or two people had Instagram, but mainly we confirmed that most of our older people use Facebook and WhatsApp as their main social media platforms. Another thing, okay, we also asked people, like, um, if we give you a resource that is like a go-to guide, if we provide that internet resource that you can just use to look up anything on internet safety, are you going to read it? And yes, we got we got some answers. Some answers were yes. I think only one person said no, but most of the answers were yes. And um, I think every other thing was just generic. Um, how many times do they use their social media platforms and questions like that? Wow, that's interesting. Now, the two kids that I have for now is, um, I, I don't want to call it the abridged version, but I think it's more like uh, a snippet. Would you be launching the full one soon? Is the full one already out? And what extra information should we be expecting in the full publication? Okay, what we have launched now is the snippets in different languages. We actually just launched um, other languages yesterday. So next, we are looking at, obviously, making a bigger and better version of the snippet. So when we decided the topics that we're going to go into the toolkit, we noticed that this was much more work than we had envisioned. So we decided to not hold on because, I mean, um, delay was very critical. It was very critical to the times we're in. So we decided to release a snippet that just contains some of the information that will be like a teaser of the full toolkit. So yes, we are still going to release the full version and we're looking at doing that next year. So the content will be much more, we'll be covering way more topics and um, there'll be DIYs, video tutorials and yeah, things like that. Okay, which languages are available right now and which languages will still be added? Okay, now we have the three major Nigerian languages. So yes, we have English first and foremost. Then we have the three major Nigerian languages, Hausa, Igbo and Yoruba. Then we also have Nigerian Pigeon. Now, to make it a pan-African cybersecurity toolkit, as we envisioned from the start, we decided to pick one language from each region of Africa. That's Southern Africa, Northern Africa, Eastern Africa, and of course, home, West Africa. So currently, what we have released is the French and Swahili. 
but we still have Zulu and Arabic in the works. So what we have now are French, Swahili, Hausa, Igbo, and Yoruba, Nigerian Pidgin, and English. Now, I was really glad when I first came across these um, two kids because of how relatable it is. It has, um, if you're in Nigeria, you'd um, find some details that are specific to those who are in Nigeria and uh, they are actionable information, information that you can use and information that's important um, for those in Nigeria. Working on this project and um, your background in cybersecurity, do you, do you think your background actually, I wouldn't say help, because of course it did, but what's the relationship between um, the background you have in cybersecurity and working on a project like this? Okay, um, now from my background in cybersecurity, I would say one thing we always um, learned was or we know in cybersecurity is that the user, the end user of any digital device is very critical to the safety of that device. So you always have to, I, uh, most organizations, most companies do so many cyber awareness trainings now because of the rate of ransomware attacks, bank trojans, and things going on. Now, I think it's even on the increase now in Africa in Nigeria especially, because it wasn't like this as at last year. I'll say it has increased. So it still boils down to awareness, creating awareness amongst the end users. So yes, my background did help me. And it's still, I would say, uh, how, how do I frame this now? Educating people with way, and I'm going to say way less, um, yeah, but yes, way less digital um, te- who are less tech savvy. Let me just use that word. Let me put it like that. So it's, it's still, there's a difference when people have basic digital skills and people like creating awareness for people who don't even have at all, but they have smartphones and they have their systems and different things. Also, it means uh, there'd be a lot of work that'll be going into um, the Pan-African um, toolkit when it's been launched because, you know, we're looking at um, different um, short codes. It has to be a lot more specific to the people who speak those languages. If you're crossing to maybe South Africa mm-hmm. and if you're going to maybe Northern, Northern Africa, you know, the, the details will most likely be different, right? Yes, definitely. I would say that's, that's even one of the reasons why we don't have our Zulu and Arabic out yet because we are trying to get research and do our, um, info, get our information right. We don't want to just release some substandard toolkits. Now, as for, for Nigeria, as you have seen, we have the short codes to dial when you want to block your accounts, when you lose your phone. Definitely not the same thing in South Africa or Rwanda. So what we have done for Swahili, we had Paul from our team, a Kenyan. He did the research and contacted Kenyan banks on short codes that could be used to block accounts or cards, but they have bank contact numbers instead. So for the Swahili version, what you see are the contact numbers for the banks. So it means when something happens to someone that they need to rectify on their accounts, if they, need, they lose their ATM card or their phone, they can call the bank from another number to deactivate their account temporarily. 
Now, the snippet that is um, released has, uh, let's say, four key areas. Uh, one on preventing, protecting yourself from investment scams, setting up 2FA on Facebook and WhatsApp. You already mentioned that Facebook and WhatsApp, they're like the major areas where the senior citizens actually need um, some help and the platform where they are on. Um, another one is uh, locking your SIM card so it can be, um, so it can be used, you know, if your phone gets stolen and then how to instantly block your account from another phone when your phone is lost or stolen. I'm guessing these are the most common risk or risk factors that you noticed in your survey and while working on this project. Yes, yes, you're very right. They are very correct. I would say first things first, people want to protect their money and any information that will give anybody access to their money. So which is why so many of the respondents on our survey are talking about, oh, I think somebody even asked, how can we recover um, when you, how, no, there was one funny question, how they can even find the person that stole their money. Now, <laughs> how do you even find the person that stole their money? So um, people really, really just wanted to know how to protect their accounts, how to lock up everything. So yes, these um, key areas or these key topics that we've released in the snippets were determined from the responses in our survey. We understood that those were the most urgent needs. Okay, tell us a bit about CyberSafe Foundation and the work it is doing. Yeah, as you already said at the beginning of the interview, CyberSafe Foundation is an NGO whose key mission is to facilitate pockets of change that ensure a safer internet for everyone with digital access. So we have, I think, how many, four, five key initiatives. We have the Noble Four Maga, we have Cyber Girls, we have Shine Your Eye, we have Digi Girls, and we have the SDCDC19. And uh, there's even the Cyber Smart Child, all of this. So all of these key initiatives are targeted at different age groups or different movements. So we use these initiatives to push our mission of ensuring a digital and safer internet for everywhere, digital access. Okay. Are there other projects that uh, we should be looking out for, besides the ones you just mentioned? Mm, I would say yes. We are, we are always working on something. Um, Cyber Girls, we started Cyber Girls this year, and we are looking at making it even bigger because Cyber Girls, the scope of Cyber Girls is just within Nigeria. Now, next year, we'll be talking Cyber Girls Africa. Cyber Girls Africa. So this Cyber Girls, uh, for those who don't know, is targeted at equipping young girls within the ages of 15 to 21 with um, top-notch cybersecurity skills. Mm. So we are always working on something. There'll be, there might be a new initiative. There might be a new project. Definitely. We always have something. Beautiful. So any last words um, to the young people who have elderly people around them or the elderly people um, who actually need the information on this SABI toolkit? I would say everybody needs it, even if you know everything on it. So whether you are an elderly person or a young person, you definitely know what's going on. I think um, there's, there's so many stories, like I said at the beginning, now about how older people are getting scammed. In the news so a while back, I read about a woman who lost her pension to scammers. So I would say people should do well to educate and create awareness amongst the elderly and less tech-savvy persons for everyone's digital safety. Information is key. In Nigeria, things like your BVN, your card 
details, even your date of birth, like information, there's so much power in the information that you give out or you allow someone to access, which is why it's very key to even protect your social media because these hackers don't get tired. That's one thing we usually say. Hackers don't get tired. If you think your social media is not so important as to why you should create important, um, strong passwords or set up to FA, why are they constantly trying to hack into your accounts? So I would say everyone should do well to protect themselves and help older people around them to protect themselves as well. And CyberSafe is here. You can always reach out to us on any of our platforms when somebody has experienced any form of scam. We're willing to put in the work to try and recover or help out as much as possible within life, what's within, within our power. So yes, that's, I think that's what I have to say. Thank you very much. Now, the elderly in the community have you know, proven to be among the most vulnerable persons to cyber attacks, and they've been exploited a lot of times by cyber criminals in many different ways. The Sabi Toolkits, uh, which is a senior citizen's relatable guide to maintaining good cyber hygiene. And I'm not talking about, you know, someone that is in that has a lot of tech jargons in it, but one that is relatable and features local Nigerian and African languages terms and descriptions. As we await the publication of the complete toolkit, we should all take advantage of the tips found in this snippet that is out and also share this toolkit with your family, friends, and other elderly people in your circle. We've been speaking to a cybersecurity analyst and program manager for cybersecurity for seniors at CyberSafe Foundation, Uchechi Kama, on the Sabi Toolkit and how important it is that we all share this Senior Citizens Relatable Guide to Internet Safety. Thank you very much, Uchechi Kama, for joining the conversation today. Thank you, Tony. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening and don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com.